0: 90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Highland.
1: Well, look at that. We're back at it. So, I was going to say song number 20. No. <laughs> <laughs> Show number 20 of season 10. After a certain number of shows, you start to lose count. But no, we're keeping count and we're good. Thank you for checking
2: into uh, 90s Now. Kel, Adam, how are you? We're great. Uh, Warm and yes. fuzzy. Warm yeah. and fuzzy. I'm also exhausted uh, because of all the janet that's been going on.
1: There has been a lot of janet You're right. And we're, we are going to talk about that today, Kel. Thank God. Shock, shock. <laughs> Imagine we skip it. <laughs> shock of all shocks. Imagine if we didn't, and then you're like, uh, wait a minute, documentary much? Yeah. Uh, we will get to that for sure. But we also have to get to the idea that one of the heroes of radio on TV has made it to the head of the class in the sky. Oh, I know. Uh but it's a good life and a good story. So we'll talk about that. We've got a uh, spicy tell all to look forward to. Uh two superstars who happen to be real life friends will reunite on screen. Uh, Kelly's got some trivia for us. Uh, Adam and I are batting a thousand. I'm not sure how you guys are doing, but we are not <laughs> doing well.
0: <laughs> nope. At
1: uh, all. We'll uh, we'll all do just fine though with the 90s rewind which we'll get to. Um but yeah, the uh, Janet documentary finally happened. And I say finally because of, you know, someone like uh, Kelly Alexander, <laughs> who's been waiting and waiting and waiting for
2: this to happen. Yep. <laughs>
1: uh, and when we consider the fact that uh, Janet Jackson has been um, or allowed cameras to follow her for five years, and we know what it's like to, uh, to be with a Janet fan. Within that five-year window, there was a few... Pretty big things that were supposed to happen, not the least of which was a tour. And who was expecting a pandemic? Nobody. Uh, But a lot of things got sidelined. So it's nice that within that five year window, we got a bunch of access to Janet Jackson Kel. How did
2: you love it? Did you love it? First of all, do you love this?
0: Oh, put it closer to the screen. I can't see it. Do you see that bad Boy? That's oh, nice. I love it. Janet Army. Hashtag Janet Army. I love it. it. Sweet. Um,
2: so I am. Does gl- that make you an official part of the Rhythm Nation? <laughs> yes. I'm not sure she knows it, oh, but I do. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not nice sure one. she's given me her, her wings yet. But uh, <laughs> yes, it was delightful. And, and so many people just went bananas. Like, first of all, I don't know if you guys know this. I think Adam knows this because I, I just told him before we started recording. But uh, she was trending so much on Twitter that they actually gave her her own rhythm nation emoji on twitter Ooh! so if you typed in janet like hashtag janet jackson doc up would pop her as rhythm nation girl see that's the fun side
1: of twitter normally i'm i'm mad at twitter because it's so negative there's a bunch of faceless negative people that say stupid stuff but then that happens (laughs) and i'm like good (laughs) Yeah,
2: it was awesome. I still don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so happy to see that little thing, that little emoji. It was so great. So, yeah, she was trending on Twitter Um, after the doc aired, and I even believe after the first, uh, like, segment that came out on the Friday night, her music started to resurface at the top of the charts on, like, streaming charts, like Spotify and Apple. And at one point, I believe she occupied, like, the top five album charts. And, like, it was bananas. And basically, every celebrity that you could possibly think of was posting social media posts about her. Missy Elliott, Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child, Deborah Cox. uh, Like the list goes on and on. And so it was just so great. And it was great to see. um, My favorite part was the second uh, part of the documentary, uh, getting into like the tail end of the Rhythm Nation years, the Janet album, Velvet Rope, um, and then where she is now. And so because there were just things I didn't know and footage I hadn't seen. And uh, it was really great. And our very good friend Tina Landon made it in that second part of the documentary. She did great. She was like amazing. she was
1: genuine. Uh, you didn't feel like there was any sort of um, a, a personal agenda. She was there to to give her perspective, and she was a huge part of of Janet's rise to uh, dance superstardom and all those videos and and the tours that went uh, to accompany those albums during that time but just to see her on screen it was you knew that she what I took from it I mean I I have an insight because of you but watching it just watching it she just seemed like a genuinely good person who you know was there Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and willing to uh, still sort of be protective of her friend but be honest at the same time there was a couple other people that sort of seemed like less uh, less sincere
2: right yeah yet at
1: the same time they all love Janet and that's the whole reason why they did it mm-hmm. but yeah. for Tina I thought she she did a really good job she
2: did I love her um mm-hmm. and what was your overall take of the thing like did you like seeing Janet's perspective cuz this is you, you know she I... had to sign off on this so
1: well what I liked is um um it felt like I was hanging out with her, you know, because she's she's good at being reserved. She's she's got I mean, we know why she is as reserved as she is. She's grown up the way she has. Um, So you have to find your own security in that realm. So you're not going to be like, hey, because someone's going to take that and wreck that. Right. Mm-hmm. So she seemed a little more open in that regard, in that she's looking right into the camera and and when she looked away you knew there was an emotion attached to it. So it really felt like I was hanging out with her. And to complement that, I mean her you're a diehard fan, there's no question about that. Um her the soundtrack uh to like a section of my life includes a lot of Janet Jackson just because of when the, the the Control album came out and then Rhythm Nation, it was just such a a big part of my my social life and it was good. Like I was still I was old enough to be going out but still young enough to be interested in the uh, impressive videos that she always put together. So I like the idea that my friend Janet Jackson was on the screen telling us a little bit about how she grew up and then continued to grow up. Um, there were like I read that article about the uh, the revelations that came from this documentary. There were some things that I I knew, mm-hmm. and I think that it's just a combination of being interested as a fan uh, and being my age, which is closer to her age. So I rem I remember her on Good Times, and thinking what a heavy storyline that was because I was like you know ten or eleven or something, um, and I remember her on Different Strokes, and I remember that trajectory and her getting onto fame, and so I remember that. So she was like a preppy girl, and then she got into music her way. So to watch that whole process with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, that's cool too to watch her sort of flex her own muscles and get into her own self to be able to create something on her own. Mm -hmm. What I thought was interesting was how they fully respect their father, obviously, and truly without him, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have had the, you know, they wouldn't be the empire they are. They certainly would have had the talent that they were born with. Right. But uh, there's a sort of protective element of really giving in to saying how they truly feel. Mm-hmm. And again, it's her story to tell, so she can decide what level of uh, honesty she's going to give to this documentary. But to think that she would use the word tyrannical <laughs> in a sentence that describes her father to make it seem like he wasn't one, I think is curious. Um, <laughs> and the way that uh, Randy referred to when they were in the house yep, in, in Gary, Indiana, when he was saying... Your father did this, as that Your father used to do this. I thought, well, wait a minute. He's your father, too. Why are you calling him your father? <laughs> so it was it, that was a bit curious. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that anything happens for nothing. So right. there had to be a, a reason why he was referred to as such. But I'm, I'm nitpicky, too. Like, I'm totally like, why did they do that? The contrast of Control as an album, as her coming into herself, hmm contrasted with her actual life, which seemed to be controlled by the choices in men that she made, I thought was interesting, too.
2: Yeah. There was a lot I found interesting. I could just go on
1: and on. (laughs) Clearly. I I thought it was
2: interesting that she came clean about I never knew about the Coke thing, the Coca-Cola thing. I did not know that. Yeah. I thought that was really, I don't even know, like, courageous is too strong of a word for that, but knowing how much she loves Michael, the fact that she, because she's always protective of him, right? So to actually have to say, like, his situation screwed my situation in this particular instance. Like I thought, On that a was very few occasions. Yeah, yeah.
1: I thought the other interesting thing about Michael was the the when they described uh, the recording of Scream, the video for Scream, mm-hmm. and that he he was. To my takeaway from that is, he needed her. Yes, very much so. I dare I say he used her. And, when, and that's, I think it's a strong word. It's her brother, and I'm not looking to hurt anybody's feelings. But looking at it in that, uh, in how she described it, in that the record company, his people, whatever, created like a divide between where he was shooting his scenes and she was shooting her scenes. Her perspective of wanting to do that was that, you know, we could spend some time together. It's been a, a long time since we could spend some time. And his people were preventing that time, I thought was weird. Mm-hmm. But what he needed from her was that song to take, to, to give him some pop credibility in a time where he was being, going through a lot. She gave him massive street
2: cred, massive street cred at that point. And what did
1: she get from it? I mean, it's her brother, so she would have done anything. No question. But looking at it without emotion, it seemed to me that she was used. And I think she knows that to some degree. Yeah, but I think maybe she doesn't give it any thought, you I, know, I, like,
2: yeah, but I do think she I think she even said she's still bothered by some of that situation. And I think that um, it must have been really difficult knowing that because like that, the, the, the doc footage where they showed him and her just in his apartment writing the song. Yeah. they seemed very together. Yeah, but I feel like it's when his people get involved, then they convince him of things, you know, or or that they need to be separate or they need to do their own thing. And I'd heard stories for years now about how challenging that video shoot was and that it was. And so when, when I heard about, um, you know, him putting the curtains up, I already knew about that. I already knew that that was like a really challenging situation. I knew it was challenging to get the choreography done because it was supposed to be done a certain way, but then it had to be done a different way to make him more comfortable, uh, it was just there was a lot going on. And so I know that when they won the MTV award for I think it was best choreography for that that dance video for Scream, like it was well earned. And I think Janet knew that like Tina and Sean Cheeseman, who were involved in it, like earned their stripes and she earned her stripes just getting through it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting position as a fan of it to look at it in that way and think like I listen to Janet all day today ok, it was a it was a big old dive into the deep end of mm-hmm. Janet Jackson, and it's great because I felt like I was twenty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the 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 reality of it is that sh- they've not had an easy life. they've had a they've reaped great rewards. Mm-hmm. No question about that, but they've not had it easy exactly. And you can see that, yeah, but what I do see or what i one of my takeaways was that she has found her happiness. And, and her son might be the man that she was looking for or has been looking for. She may not find, mm-hmm. you know, a husband that'll stick and might, she might not need one. Yeah. She might have been looking for a similar father figure for lack of a, you know, a textbook, a uh, different textbook reference, but maybe that's what she was getting. You know, flawed men mm. who on the outside seemed great. This is perfect. Exactly what I want, but it was a, maybe it's a pattern. And she's now got this son that might be the perfect man for her.
2: You she know? makes she doesn't
1: need a husband. Let's yeah, say.
2: he makes her gleeful.
1: Clearly. Yeah. So yeah, very happy for her. Yeah. It was neat to watch. And there's I mean, I have a ton of questions too that that I think they missed a few opportunities, do you know? Like, uh, I don't know why Barry Bonds had to come on and refer to himself, you know, like he, he was complimenting her, but, but complimented himself, which is typical of him. <laughs> and I'm like, what, like, what are you doing here? You know, <laughs> you're, you're a good ball player, but there was, you had some help, you know, like you're not guilt free of uh, how you got to be a great ball player, but whatever. But then he like compounds it by referring to himself as great. Do you know? I thought,
2: God, what are you doing here? I was so happy <laughs> to see Missy Elliott.
1: Yes. She was. Yeah. And Mariah. Yeah. Mariah was hilarious. Come on.
2: (laughs) I love Mariah. (laughs) She's so awesome. And even like it was cool to see like uh, Whoopi Goldberg in there because I think that's somebody that Janet has had in her life forever. And so that was that was cool to see her too.
1: And interesting that they didn't mention the uh, father of her son.
2: Yeah, that was actually um, a lot of online fodder was brought up around the fact that uh, he wasn't mentioned, and I'm assuming it's probably for uh, custody reasons. Probably. Yeah, I,
1: I can see that too. Like, yeah, it's, you don't need to mention it. I mean, we all know, you know.
2: Yeah. But yeah, and I'm I'm just hoping that for her sake, they're in an amicable place that they share custody of little man, and mm-hmm. you know that it's it seems to be working. So she probably wouldn't have wanted to inflame anything, and and really from my perspective as a fan he didn't really play a part in her career at all you know what i mean no, like you're right a lot yep. of the time when she was with him it's like she took a break for a few years to go be with him in like other parts of the world and that was like a break like from like i want to say 2011 to 2015 like we we really didn't see her too much yeah and i th- and that was her main time with him so i think there wasn't probably much to say that wasn't just her relationship which we have no business knowing unless she wanted no. to say it so
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, was, uh, it wasn't It was necessary to hear, that's for sure. You're right. No uh, No impact on her. Well, I guess in a roundabout way, he had an impact on her performance because she didn't. Right. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> but in the big picture, anything that she established was pre-him. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. What was I going to say? There
2: was another thing I wanted to say about that. While you're and thinking, I just I... want to show this hat again because it's yeah. so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She yeah, saw me yeah. wear this, by the way, when I went um, to the concert. Oh, um, uh, oh, my God. Why am I forgetting the name of uh, it, Sharon? In New York it. State, like the open theater place. Uh,
1: oh, uh, uh, spa- uh, SPAC. You, you, You've been Saratoga, there. Saratoga performing. For- yeah, Saratoga uh, Springs. Yeah. Uh, spa- uh, yeah.
2: Oh, Springs, right? Uh, uh, spa- uh, yeah. yeah, Saratoga Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I had good seats, and, and she saw me in, in the
0: little hat so is this hat also <laughs> older than I am
2: no this hat was actually I made this hat specifically for that concert so I guess I've had it since like 2017 maybe 2018 okay not like
0: that. too bad wow. like that. how much
2: does it cost to make a hat
1: one hat um, did, you, did you give it to other people because that's kind of ironic if you only made one
2: I did just make one and it's just an for army. Me. Army of one. I'm an army. Yeah. I'm the army. <laughs> uh I think it was like so the price of the hat, which was like twenty six bucks or whatever, and then probably another ten or twelve for them to embroider it. Nice. It was worth it, Sharon. Clearly. Yeah. You <laughs> and got you know what's the funny? Only hat. Is I actually it's the only hat. I actually keep this like like wrapped up, like it's wrapped up. So like no dust gets in it like this. And it's like, I never wear it except for like that Janet concert. And because... I like how
1: you're saying that to us as if we'd be surprised by that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> by the way, I don't know if you noticed, but before, and I know we'll get to trivia, but my part of my ensemble today has uh, something to do with one of our stories, which we have to get to. There's a connection piece.
0: Um, I can't see it. You can't? Nope.
2: Does Sharon see it? There's a connection piece to the sweater. So
0: you're wearing you're wearing a white and blue sweater.
2: Yep, but there's a connection piece.
0: There's a mountain on it.
2: No, that's too, you need to have your eyes. That's checked, two man. ladies. That's not Adam. a mountain.
0: There's two ladies. You couldn't see the hat
1: until she put it up to this. Sc- you need goggles, Mister. <laughs> it, lo- it looks like the Coors Light Mountain Rage from here. I'm no, you sure you're as young as you would <laughs> like to think. Or what?
2: This is a brand called Kappa, Adam. So maybe Google it so you can see the uh, the actual so it, image. So it's two
1: women back to, sitting back to back. Yep. <laughs> Normally found on the uh, mud flaps of eighteen uh, wheelers, but no, oh. oh, they're on Kelly's nice white cotton. But I Sharon, see it now. have you figured
2: it out the connection yet, Sharon?
1: Um, no.
2: <laughs> do I tell you, or do I bring it up when you bring up that story? I'm assuming it's going to be about the book that we're talking about. Yep.
1: Then we'll get spicy, and you can explain okay, it in great. a bit.
2: It'll be a quick explanation, but I, I thought it was very apropos today. Wow. Well, and I just really like Adam, pointing at my apropos. cleavage is really what, what's <laughs> happening. Yeah. I still Your think it's a mountain rage. Thank you. <laughs> oh, by the way, before we jump into trivia, just a quick shout out to Cece Penniston. I can't believe this, but she recently celebrated the 30th anniversary of Finally.
1: Interesting. Finally. You would bring that up. Which is bananas. Mm. Your bananas. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we're going to be talking about that during the 90s rewind. Great, great. Ooh, that'll come up in a little bit. I okay. think that we should probably uh, get into some trivia.
0: Let's do it. 90s. <laughs> now, trivia. <laughs> Bing bong. Bing
1: bong.
2: Uh, so I'm not feeling confident for either of you, but we'll try. You always awesome. say that. Thank you so <laughs> Here <much>. we go. <laughs> uh, in the magical game of Quidditch, Players ride broomsticks and use three types of balls: the Quaffle, the Bludger, and what else? Adam. Oh, do you know? This is great. Who? who, who, Go, Adam.
0: Go, Adam. The Golden Snitch.
2: Adam. Thank you very much. Did you know it too, Sharon? I was going to say volley. Okay. Like volleyball, so this was in Harry Potter, I guess. I don't know. I don't. I didn't read. Is that a? Harry uh, it Potter- was in
0: Harry Potter, and I'm so glad that was the one we were looking for because I had no idea of the two other types of balls. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I know about my golden snitch.
2: Well, congratulations, Adam. I don't <laughs> think only you-, you
0: would know about <laughs> the golden snitch, Adam. It's a little golden <laughs> thing that flies around, and whenever you catch it, the game ends, and it's worth 150 points. Wow. Adam, this is
2: this is amazing news. All right, question number two. It's important to know one's ball. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Um, what are the three <laughs> instructions you would hear in an original game of Bop It? Sharon. And before you say what it is, the answer will be interesting. Go, Sharon. What's that?
1: Before I say what it is, what?
2: Uh it'll be an interesting answer when I tell you what these um the answers are. Like if you don't get it, this'll be interesting. I think it's Bop It. And there's Pull t- it. twist it.
1: Flick it. I don't know, but what an addictive game that was. Was I close?
2: You got two out of three, Adam. Yeah, pull, twist, and... Oh, wait. What did you say, Sharon? I heard two out of the three. Bop. Yeah, bop. Bop it? Yeah. Bop, pull, twist, Oh, no, you got it.
1: You got it. I love that game.
2: Bop it, twist it, and pull
1: it dangerously, dangerously addictive because you're like, I'm going to do it. And then you do it and you get like five and you're like, I'm better than this. And and you're playing with, you know, kids and they're like, I'm going to turn just a minute. Pull it. Pull it. Not your turn. Go make me some lunch. We're doing this. Oh
0: my God. Adam, Adam, did you know it? Um, When Sharon said it, 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 you know i, I remembered i okay. would have not known Very otherwise good. i had
2: not a clue zero so good for you guys it's look a, at it's us fun. in your
0: face we got both answers that's mm. right mm. this mm. is like mm. the first
2: week in 19 that you've got <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny that you
1: always refer to the uh, cute little cards with the cute little shitty equations yeah. <laughs> that we never get anymore <laughs> so i don't think they're cute at all
2: right i'm gonna let you go because i i see that our time is winding so go sharon Oh my gosh, really? Oh yeah, we're, we're under the eight minute oh, mark. Okay. Well, let's start
1: talking fast because the two superstars <laughs> in real life, uh, uh, friends that are getting back to making a movie together are George Clooney and Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, seeing them on screen, there's something fun because, because you know, because, A, they're really good at what they do, but because they're friends in real life, it's super it's super cool. So uh, it's a movie called Ticket to Paradise. It looks like we'll get it this year. I don't have exact dates, but um, it's fun that they've definitely got to the point in their careers where they don't necessarily have to audition for things anymore. <laughs> and George Clooney saying that, uh, speaking of a recent phone call he had with Julia Roberts where he said, the minute I read it and I called Julia and I said, did you get this? And she said, yeah. And I said, are you going to do it? And she goes, Are you going to do it? And I says, yeah, if you do it. And then he goes, so it's just one of those very lucky things. (laughs) Yeah, I guess if you're George Clooney and Julia Roberts. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a rom-com, because I don't have time to say romantic comedy. Um, and it's called Ticket to Paradise, and uh, probably toward the end of this year is what cool. I'm thinking, maybe even the summertime. Yep. I'm making stuff up now because I know we're running out of time. Okay, great. <laughs> now, uh, if we can uh, pull in your hoodie one more time, yep. let yep. Adam know that it's not the Coors Light Mountains that we're going to be talking about, but the spicy <laughs> tell-all book will be from Mel C. And the book is called Who I Am, My Story. So that's good. Yep. Um. And it'll cover everything from her days as our favorite sporty spice, her successful solo career, uh, her experiences and challenges with mental health. Um, and what she described as the difficulty of finding yourself when the whole world knows your name, mm. which is undoubtedly a challenge. Um. What I thought was interesting also that when it came to uh, talking a little bit more about mental health, she also said that she had everything she dreamt of. And was desperately unhappy because the quote was, it's often forgotten that people in the public eye are human. So we'll get her perspective on how she'll, uh, what she said is reflect on the incredible career that she's had, the huge obstacles that she's managed to overcome. And then she managed to write it down and prove herself wrong because she had originally said she wouldn't write a book or a memoir until she was in her 80s. And she's so not in her 80s. (laughs)
2: She's like, what, 48, I think?
1: Ish, yeah, yeah. We're gonna get the book in the fall.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, what was the other thing I wanted to mention? Oh, yeah, we talked about. Uh, so okay, so bring in your hoodie. What's yeah, just going quick. On there? So
2: Mel C is a uh, has been seen, you know, back in Spicy Town wearing Kappa. It was one of the brands she she ah, liked to wear. Aren't
1: you smart? Yeah.
2: I think what I actually bought this. I feel like I actually bought this because I knew she liked that brand. Like, I feel like – like, <laughs> I've had this sweater. Again, I keep it all nice and clean and, like, wrapped in the closet. In plastic, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I think I've had this since, like, 04 or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm not joking. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Can you all imagine right. if uh, you got home from work or something and your better half had it on and be like,
0: yeah, <laughs> what are you doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> With my Kappa shirt and my Janet Army?" Yeah. <laughs>
2: She you was eyeing it up like she uh, Elaine <laughs> saw me in this recently. Like the other, like because I, when I got it out, and she's like, "We've been together for seven years. I've never seen that thing like this." And I was like, keep, right. keep your dirty paws off it, lady." <laughs> she's eating Doritos. Going, let me try. Yeah. It on. Blah, blah, blah. We have such a loving relationship.
1: <laughs> I'm getting that warm and fuzz. Yeah. Uh just want to pay tribute quickly to uh, the man that brought one of the greatest radio DJ characters to television. Uh, and that's Howard Hessman, who played Dr. Johnny Fever on WKRP in Cincinnati from 78 to 82. And he's known for that role, but he spent as much time on a show in the uh, later 80s called Head of the Class, mm-hmm. where he was uh, Mr. Moore. He taught uh, gifted students. Robin Givens was one of that those. That was a students. great show. I love that show. And mm-hmm. he left in 90, really right?
2: He left in 90. Uh, on the show? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. My dog is telling me we're running out of time. <laughs> uh, may Howard Hesman rest in peace. He was 81 years old. Now, um, our 90s rewind, 1992, around this time in 1992, uh, Prince took two great things and made them even better. What are they? Diamonds mm. and pearls. <laughs> right? Uh, speaking of two, MC Hammer was too legit to Quit? What? Or didn't? No, he did the slice of the neck. Quit. Right. Too legit to quit. But he also had two songs in the top twenty around this time in nineteen ninety two, and the other was from a movie soundtrack. Hint, hint. It was a TV show that they turned into a movie. Anybody?
2: Anybody? No,
1: no, no. You know I don't know. (laughs) You know. I don't even know. Uh, the Adams Family movie. So it was the uh, Adams Groove that was also in the top 20. I should have known that. You Always should've. guess
0: you're with your own name to every every question.
1: <laughs> ah, you're right. Um, how about you two's Mysterious Ways? It's such a staple now that uh, we're used to it, but uh, it was new back in 92. Kind of like the first time we got to hear our girl Cece Penniston Aww. when she was enjoying her success with the first uh, single uh, top 10. Finally. Imagine that. (laughs) Yes, look at him go.
2: Adam was negative two years old at that point. (laughs) And then he finally was
1: born. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That is your 90s
0: Rewind. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Sharona. Thank you, you guys.
1: My gosh, I feel like I'm out of breath. And look, if we have like a, a, minute to spare. a minute to spare, so <laughs> what are you guys going to do now? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dream about Janet. By the way, uh, I think Janet uh, is supposed to be announcing like she hasn't done it yet, but there is an album on Ice somewhere called Black Diamond.
1: Ooh. So oh, yeah, sh- she mentioned that.
2: Yeah, and then I believe a tour will come. But the one thing that scared me is like she seemed to be announcing her retirement and like I did not take kindly to that. So That will
0: come one day.
2: No, no, she's going to keep going right into the, her 80s You're like get the it. Stones. You keep talking like that, Adam. She's going to karate chop your butt. I'll find <laughs> I you, she Adam. can. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you don't that's know where enough. I live. But thank you. I appreciate all of your efforts. Uh, thank you, guys. And thanks for, uh, for
1: finding us wherever it is that you do. We appreciate that you're listening and that you're uh, having fun along with us for the ride. Um, and thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.